Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Live on Blog Talk Radio. Today is Thursday, November 4th, 2010. Had a great vacation and we are back with you. I appreciate you tuning in to our program. I'm Alan Smith along with Donna Smith and our show this evening is a two-parter as we are coming at you live from the Sunshine State. For the first segment, Hope Rivenberg will be joining us to, to uh, discuss the recent rest area closing protest in New York State and to bring us up to date on how the support for Jason's law is going and what we all still need to do to assure that HR 2156 can be passed into law in order to provide uh, more safe and secure parking for our nation's truck drivers. And for the uh, final segment, Sky Williamson and Dee DeSantez are with us and they are two out of thousands of active supporters fighting for the release of the most famous tiger in the world, the real Tony the Tiger, the uh, 10-year-old Siberian Bengal tiger that has been kept in a cage his entire life, really, at the infamous Tiger truck stop in Louisiana. And so we are going to discuss the real facts about just what's going on with this beautiful animal and how you can help to bring about a new home for Tony as the uh, big cat rescue in Tampa, Florida, is just one who has been fighting for years to bring Tony to their sanctuary where uh, he could finally live in a natural habitat surrounding. So a uh, 10-year battle continues, pitting animal right activists up against the owner of the truck, uh, the uh, Tiger Truck Stop. And here on Truth About Trucking Live, only interested in facts, not opinions, and we will hear those facts this evening right here on the largest social talk radio network in the world, Blog Talk Radio. Our call-in number, 347-826-9170. And uh, our featured show this evening, Saving Tony the Truck Stop Tiger. But first, Hope Rivenberg on Jason's Law and the New York Rest Area closing protest coming up right after this short break. Stay with us. Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AskTheTrucker.com. Remember the late 60s and the 1970s when songs about trucking, the truck driver, and the trucking way of life was all over the radio? Songs like Six Days on the Road, Teddy Bear, and of course the number one hit by C.W. McCall, Convoy. Well, the lifestyle of the American trucker is once again making its way into the world of music and the dreams that legends are made of. Songwriters Barry Allen and David Ayers of Allen and Ayers Productions, along with artist John Johnson, have produced the first music CD since the mid-70s dedicated to all the men and women of trucking. 
The CD is a savvy, up-to-date collection of original songs relating to present-day issues that truckers face on a daily basis. Songs like Don't Get Hooked on Dak, The Trucking Brand, Say a Prayer for Jason, and of course the smash hit When the Big Rigs Don't Roll. Be sure to get your copy of When the Big Rigs Don't Roll CD or you can download just the songs that you want. Just visit askthetrucker.com and you'll find the music player right on our website. Individual songs are only 99 cents each or to receive the entire collection just a small cost of only $15. The hard copy of the CD is scheduled to be released in August 2010. These are all new original trucking songs that will keep you running down the highway saluting all of our nation's truckers who keep America moving. When the Big Rigs Don't Roll Trucking CD Release, produced by Allen and Ayers Productions. As an owner-operator, you understand the importance of saving every dollar wherever you can, and insurance is one of the biggest expenses a business owner can face. RigQuote.com works with over 50 of the top insurance carriers across the U.S. to bring you the best insurance coverage at the best price. If you're an owner-operator, small fleet owner, freight broker, freight forwarder, whatever your trucking business entails, RigQuote.com can save you money, and in today's economy, we all know how important that is. They also offer a wide selection of discounts that can even save you more of your hard-earned money. Discounts like having already been an owner-operator, business experience discount, a CDL discount, radius of operation discount, and they can even take care of your truck insurance filings. You can get a price quote in five minutes or less right from their website, rigquote.com, or give them a call toll-free at 888-701-1795, rigquote.com, making trucking insurance simplified. And be sure to tell them that Alan Smith sent you. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We welcome uh, Hope Rivenberg back to the show. Uh, Hope, welcome back. How have you been? I have been good, Alan. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. I'm, I'm doing really good because I just came off a of vacation, but now it's back to the old grind, you know. Yes, and how was vacation? Oh, it was great. I had a blast, got to see everybody, and went through uh, – Oh, Texas and Louisiana and Oklahoma and just kind of all through the Midwest. So I had a good time, but we're glad to be back and glad to be back here on the air, and we're especially glad to have you back. And and Donna, I want I want to let you jump in here because you have been working and watching closely about this rest area closing protest as well. And as ironic as it sounds, uh, this New York protest ties in with Saving Tone as a Tiger, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's it's a really – we've got a great show tonight, and we're just tying these two groups of passionate people, uh, truckers protesting the rest area closing of New York State and uh, those protesting uh, at, uh, Tony the Tiger over at the Tiger Truck Stop. Um, the, the fact, though, is that uh, these two different causes, truck drivers – and rest areas are the common denominator. Both groups are passionate in what they believe in. And, uh, you know, you, there's, there's a lot of common ground here tonight. Uh, I was speaking with Dee and, and Sky about the Tony the Tiger, and they learned about Jason's Law. 
and they want to come on board and along with uh those listening tonight uh, you know, these people are, are, are passionate people and they have their convictions. So for those who don't know about Jason's Law, we just want to give them a quick update. <clears throat> uh, for 10 years now, the federal government, the FMCSA, has made note that there's been a need for more truck parking. Drivers are required by law to take a 10-hour break, and after uh, that's after they drive 11 hours. Uh, if they they don't, they receive a violation. It's plain and simple. Uh, the laws are very strict, and uh, they're about to get stricter with the new uh, implement of CSA 2010. The problem is that there's been truck parking shortages in the past, and they're just getting worse now. Uh, states are starting to close down the re- their rest areas in order to balance their budgets. So now uh, the little parking uh, that there is, there's even less of it. So what's the problem with that? Well, when you don't have a safe parking, then you continue to drive until you find it. And a lot of drivers are driving tired. And people sharing the roads with them don't realize this. It's causing um, a safety hazard on the road. Uh, I know, you know, I'm pretty careful when I'm driving. I don't know how many hours that that big truck has been driving for, if he's tired or what. So I kind of give him a lot of room and a lot of uh, compassion. Uh, Last year... Uh, New York truck driver Jason Rivenberg was planning for his early morning delivery. He stopped at an abandoned gas station to rest for the night, uh, and he was shot and killed, and for $7, no less. His wife, Hope, who is our guest tonight, has relentlessly campaigned for more truck parking so that no other driver or their family has to experience this. Jason's law was named after... Jason Rivenberg, Bills HR 2156 and S971, and are now in the designated committees, and we're pushing for them to become law. We've had uh, uh, a few call-ins, national call-ins, where we call our representatives, the committee chairman, and uh, people who uh, are in the government who have something to do that can change this is basically what it's all about. Uh, so that's uh, an overview of what's going on with Jason's Law. Now, as far as um, Hope had a big event, uh, New York State closed six areas, and she went there. And uh, Congressman Tonko and Assemblyman uh, Lopez, is it? Yep. And uh, who also another congressman, was it Scott Murphy? Yes, it was. Okay, he was there. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, Congressman, we got there at 10 o'clock on the 31st at night. Um, Congressman Murphy showed up for around 10.30, and, you know, we voiced some of the concerns to him, and he agrees with us that these rest areas should not close. Um, And then we had truckers in and out throughout the day the next day, and along with, um, obviously, Congressman Tonko and Assemblyman Pete Lopez, and people, you know, to show their support for for the non-closure of the rest areas. Um, however, while we were there, there was roughly 150 regular cars that pulled mm-hmm. in that did not realize that rest area was technically closed. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, was a, Man, there were a lot of people. Yeah, see, that just shows the point. I mean, this this doesn't just affect truck drivers alone. It affects the general public. But, you know, it, it must, it's got to be really frustrating to you um, for all you've done and 
so much support behind this that uh, and then New York State turns around and closes the rest areas. I mean, that's that's just got to be taking you over the top, wouldn't it? Um, yes, I in the process of getting the permits and everything for the the protest, I had talked to one of the head ladies at DOT and I kind of basically told her that this is nothing more than a slap in my face. That's personally how I feel to the fact that we do have all these bills introduced to address the issue. And what was it? How did she respond to that? I mean, how can anyone respond to that? Her response was, it is a budget issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess she's got to say something. Yeah, and it's also a slap in the face to all the drivers out there because, I mean, there's so many drivers that find themselves in trouble, too, as well, that that never even makes the news, you know, and I, I, we we could do research on that and probably just, you know, slam the Internet with all that, the, the, the ones that you don't ever hear about. But tell us, um, I, I know you had I know you had some drivers there, some truckers there. I know you had a lot of drivers that showed up for a little while, but they couldn't stay long because they had to meet their pickup and delivery schedules. But um, did, did, were you able to uh, communicate with many of the drivers that did stop by? How did that go? I was. Um, it went really well. I met a gentleman. His name is Tom. He stopped just to show his support and. He had a chance to talk to the media and express his concerns and stuff like that. And after it was all, after most of the media had left, he, him and I were talking, and he goes to me, you know, I just stopped to show my support. I didn't think I could make a difference. So throughout wow. this, he realized he had a voice and he could make a difference. Right. Yeah, that, that's what we've been saying for so long. I mean, I, I think a lot of drivers still have that that thought process. That and, and and I lived out on the road for years. I know you get to a point, you know, you're you're tired, you're hungry, you just want to go home, you want to get out of the truck. It's it's a hard lifestyle, and I've been there myself. And I know that that many of them feel like, well, you know, you know, who am I? I'm just one voice. I'm just one driver, but. Hope that's a perfect example. I mean, these these men and women of trucking, they do have a voice, they do matter, and they can make a big difference. Oh yes, they can. And we're getting Especially ready to start in on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get ready and start on a new campaign pretty soon. Now that the elections are over, and and we have new uh, a, a new chair a new chairman actually for the uh, Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. So uh, it's going to be a whole new uh, ball game, and uh, all our national call-ins are, are going to start again because the uh, transportation uh, bill, the highway fund, uh, will be replenished, and uh, and we're just going to see what happens. Yeah, Hope, how did um, – did you get a chance to talk with uh, Congressman Tonko um, I mean, with this, uh, well, well, maybe, maybe you have. Have you been able to kind of what's what was his views, if any, if you were able to talk to him about this recent sweep by the Republicans on November second? I mean, uh, Donna, am I correct? J- James Oberstar, he's no longer the majority chair, right? right. Um, well, it's not official, but John Micah of Florida will probably be. Uh, the majority chairperson of that committee. He he was the minority, the ranking minority um, leader for that committee. 
Okay, so Hope, have, were you able to talk with Congressman Tonko at all, or, or anybody for that matter, about how this uh, uh, new control by the Republicans in the House will affect uh, Jason's law or anything like that? Um, I haven't been able to. I haven't had a chance to talk to Congressman Tonko, but due to the fact that the bill does have bipartisan support, I really don't see where that should be a problem. Okay. So, uh, okay. Well, it would probably you think it might even be helpful. I would hope so. Yes. Well, I know that uh, <laughs> Senator Inhofe um, is a Republican out in Oklahoma, and he's on the Senate side of S nine seven one. And we've spoken to him at great lengths, and he is a total supporter of Jason's law. Um, I think, Hope, you've even spoken to his uh, staffer there and uh, discussed uh, much about the support that they want to see for Jason's law, including the fact that they would like to see Jason's law not as a pilot program, but as part of a, a codified bill. Uh, actually within the transportation bill. So um, I, I don't really think the, you know, Republican-Democrat, this really is a, a, a bipartisan uh, issue that we're facing. I mean, safe truck parking and saving lives. I mean, how could that really go either way, right? Right. Yeah, Donna, you know, it's like you say, too. Um, uh, you know, there's so many causes you know, people are always, you know, being asked, you know, to cause this, cause that, and so many opinions flying around. But if you just stick with the facts, uh, that's where it's all about. And, you know, you point out quite often that, you know, the facts about Jason's law is simply uh, saving lives. And, and you know, and once you really focus in on that and you call out, I mean, we've spoken for for hours with with you know the Senate committees um, the Barbara Boxer's office her staffers her staffer even called us back the night after the call in and really got involved with a lot of the problems that are that are in the transportation um, funding um, so it, it we're just so involved with all of it and you 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 reach people on a personal level and you really hit home that this is a problem. It's not just something that's coming across your desk on a piece of paper. And you write them, and we've emailed them, and, you know, conversed back and forth. So, uh, I, you know, I think I think the rapport we've had with the people in the past is great, and I think we'll continue to show that kind of um, interaction with the new people coming in. Yeah, well, hope where 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 do you where do we stand on this now? What kind of update? I mean, we just keep plugging along. Anything um anything new that you can share with us? Uh where we where are we at on this still? Unfortunately, it is still in the committees and um through the elections, we did end up losing 14 co-sponsors that will be out of office. Um but hopefully you know, we have a letter ready to go out to all the new elected officials to ask them also to jump on board and get this going as soon as they take office. Yeah, well, I'm hopeful that's going to happen. I mean, I, I, I don't see why it wouldn't. I, I think that uh, you might have lost 14 co-sponsors, but I think you're going to gain gain those and gain more back. But, hey, um, hey Patches, I bet that's you. I've been away for about three weeks, but good to be back. But welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm a kicky now, and I'm a kicky. Well, that's what we're all doing. So, what do you think about this? What's going on? Well, with this election, it changes all kinds of things. As same way with the Jason's Law, CSA 2010, and I even know right now, for me here in this state, uh, I know 60 drivers right now has been canned, and three companies kicked out because they couldn't comply. So what's going to happen with this is coming true from what we've been saying. And people, these new senators and stuff, just ha are going to have to pick up the ball and roll with it. But first, they've got to be uh, showed and told what is happening. Do we this. plan on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I just a nice one up, up north today. But uh, there's not much else we can do. But we just got to get the people to contact their new senators or congressmen or women, whichever the case may be, and uh, make the, our position well well known. Because what they see now is not what is going to happen. It's got to happen. Because right. I, you get, just say for right now, milk. Uh, is almost four dollars a gallon. Well, Without, yeah, you're up in you're up in Delaware, right? That's right. Jason's law kicks into the CSA 2010 also because uh, it's going to cut out the drivers. So you can look at a gallon of milk doubling within the next year. Yeah, well, you know, we had um, we were just recently at the Memphis Trucking Expo, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I spoke there. We got to uh, visit some with uh, David Saunders of the ATA, and he's saying the same thing about the CSA. And if anybody knows, you know, he's the guy who would know. But uh, but hope really it just kind of goes back to uh, what we were kind of touching on a minute ago. I mean, uh, you know, there there is a is a new uh, majority there in the House. These Republicans coming in, some of the old going out. But what you and so many others have accomplished this far, I don't see any reason why we can't just uh, keep going, a new campaign like Donna said, and uh, and keep this thing rolling, don't you? Oh, yeah. I definitely agree. Well, we gotta, we gotta I'm sorry. All of, all of our fronts, because if we don't, uh, the plight of the uh, trucking and the trucking industry today will not be. I've even looked uh, on grants for trying to uh, start a tr small trucking company. Out there, there is none whatsoever. None. Even to uh, start up a small grocery store in your uh, community for an individual to do that, there is none. And with the uh, economy is today, these guys are saying, we got to cut back, we got to cut back. How can we? Yeah, well, you know, the economy's still in such a poor shape. Uh that's that's still a two or three year battle down the road, but but hope are you um what's your plans? You you going to be going back to Washington trying to get more co-sponsors? What's what's in the plans for you? Well, this month we have um November 17th at the Worcester area that is rest area that is closing here in New York. Um, Senator Sword will be joining us for roughly an hour at 10 a.m. to address the issue to try to get DOT to reverse their decision. 
And then on November 22nd, I have a meeting with DOT to try to figure out how to get these reopened again. So well, you know, it, it, of, I'm sorry, ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it, it happened in Virginia. You know, they closed them. Republican governor came in. He reopened them. What has um, uh, Congressman Tonko, his uh, his plans, I mean, what, what's, he, what's he thinking about these rest area closings? I mean, that's his state. He's not very happy about it either. He, he showed up to support us, and, you know, he's not at all happy about it either. Well, Donna, Donna, what's this thing about uh, safety law and safety loo and all this stuff? Oh, well, I guess, um, you know, when the new – in April, you know, we'll have a, a, a new highway bill, the reauthorization, and actually um, Jason's law – could actually replace safety lou um not as a pilot program but as a codified program and also i was talking to hope earlier and asked her if the state of new york applied for any of the money that was in safety lou and one of the reasons uh hope that you said they didn't was because it's not supposed to be used for uh maintaining a rest area correct correct when i I made a couple of suggestions to DOT about having the inmates maintain them and applying for the safety loo money to maintain them. And they came back at me that they were told that they could not be, that money could not be used for maintenance. And and that's kind of ironic because when we had our national call in and I spoke to Senator Inhofe's office, uh, he actually, or the staffer there, uh, actually said that it most likely could be used for maintaining the rest area and keeping it open. So that's why I said to to you, Hope, you know, if you could relay that, and they need to confirm that with Inhofe's office up in Oklahoma because he is the um, the minority, uh, the ranking minority of that uh, Environment and Public Works Committee which holds S971. So, you know, we we need to all get on the same page with that because if if New York can get that money and keep those rest areas open be, and for maintenance, I mean, that would be great. Yes, it will. And actually, I think I'm going to bring the phone number with me when I have the DOT meeting and call him then. You know, absolutely. Right that would be a good idea. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I know we, we have the subcommittee of highways and transit. Uh, you know, there's nobody really knows who's going to be the chair in that either. They're speculating it's going to be John Duncan of Tennessee. Now, you know, the, the highways and transit subcommittee is right underneath the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee where H- HR 2156 is. So um, as soon as they're probably going to be in January – naming names of all these committee members and we we really need to get on it and we all have the same list and just start pounding them away we're we're old veterans at this now right hope yes (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah well you know you know you know here's the deal too you know i mean you know in january i guess this is right donna january um these new people will be will be placed on the various committee that right right mm-hmm. and so hope i'm sure your website is going to be will provide the net, i mean your website our website hundreds of websites but definitely yours will have 
the new people that have been reelected and is going to be placed on these various committees, you'll have those up on your website? Yes. And uh, give us your website again real quick. JHLRivenberg.com. JHLRivenberg.com. I can't imagine anybody not, not knowing anything about Jason's Law, but uh, just in case. But, you know, Patches, is like you kind of said a minute ago, we've got new people coming in from this recent election from November 2nd. Uh, they may not know anything about it, but what would what would you say to these drivers like the one that Hope met who uh, didn't really realize that his voice did matter? Ever uh, that things is going wrong. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. We have only each individual has just one voice. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. You still got that voice. You still got to contact your senators, congressmen, for your federal level and your state level. That's if you don't do that, uh, you're losing that voice. You're losing everything that we've tried to gain. And these people are just gonna have to contact their senators and congressmen throughout the United States. Yeah, that's just Donna. That's just what it takes. You know, I mean, I mean, drivers are busy. I know the lifestyle they have. I've lived I lived it. But you know, with today's knowledge of smartphones and electronic emails and messages, it can be done. Yeah, there's no excuse now not to get involved in government. Years ago, you know, you had snail mail or, you know, you were lucky if someone would pick up the phone if you called. But um there's so the the networking that we're able to do through social media at this point um, there really is no excuse. It's too easy. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is that, um, you know, when we had our last national call-in and I did speak to uh, the chairman at the time, who's no longer the chairman of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, James Oberstar, but the one thing that bothered me more than anything was um, when they talked about more safe truck parking, which really didn't ask for an awful lot of money, I mean, compared to the $53 billion, in the in the funds that they had and we were asking for 120 million over 6 years which is 20 million it's like a drop in the bucket uh, they said they most likely would have to raise the fuel tax and i thought my god i mean that's ridiculous for this little bit of money so it made us uh alan and i went and looked at the transportation bill and i have to tell you we don't need to raise uh, the fuel tax, we need to go in there and clean out all the pork that's in, in there, and, and and there'd be plenty of money for the important things that, that this fuel tax money in the Highway Trust Fund was meant to be for. And I think that's a message that we need to get to our politicians, that let's let's keep what this was meant to be for, and it's for the highways and the infrastructure and uh, parking and so forth. And um, that, that's pretty much what I want to say there, because it got me pretty angry when I looked at that bill. <laughs> well, you're talking government. I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of things. But, Hope, I know you, you're – you're not giving up. We're not giving up, and so we'll just uh, keep. We'll, we're just going to keep plugging right, right along with you. I'm so glad because all the truckers, honestly, they all of them need to. <laughs> well, I think that to. I think they will. I mean, I think they will for sure. So, 
Well, listen, we uh, I appreciate you being here, and let's stay in touch and keep post keep us posted on what's going on with Jason's Law, right? I will definitely do that, Alan. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot now. And, again, uh, if you're just learning about Jason's Law, uh, which it could be possible, I guess, website rhlrivenberg.com. You can learn a lot more about about there. I know Hope will be posting up uh, the new um, names of the people that's coming into the committee. So stay up with that and help us to bring safer and more secured parking for our nation's truckers. Jason's Law is what we need, and it's all about saving lives when you get right down to the bottom of it. So when we come back, Sky Williamson and Dee DeSantis on Saving Tony the Truck Stop Tiger. I'm Alan Smith, and you're listening to Truth About Trucking Live. We'll be right back. The trucker lifestyle isn't an easy one, and those of you listening will testify to that. Because of the sedentary lifestyle, the trucker lifestyle isn't an easy one. All right, let me see what's going on here. Uh, I got to get our sponsor in there, but my little clicker is the trucker lifestyle. The trucker lifestyle isn't an easy one, and those of you listening will testify to that. Because of the sedentary lifestyle, one of the major problems causing drivers to be at greater health risk is obesity. I'm Alan Smith with Truth About Trucking Live, and recently there's been concern for the professional CDL driver and their ability to pass the DOT physical. No doubt you've been hearing terms such as BMI index, sleep apnea testing, and CPAP machines. The bottom line to all of this, however, is that drivers may lose their jobs because they're overweight. Most of these drivers, by paying attention to their diet and calorie intake, along with some exercise, can take care of their weight problem. But many others, however, are 100 pounds or more overweight and the problem seems overwhelming to them. These drivers are now researching other alternatives such as gastric sleeve surgery, which would limit their intake of large quantities of food. The cost of gastric surgeries in the U.S. are between $18,000 and $35,000 and not all insurance will cover these costs. We've discovered that one of the most recognized, respected, and affordable facilities who perform this kind of surgery with a total cost of $9,500 is located in Mexicali, Mexico, only 22 miles south of El Centro, California. Dr. Alberto Aceves has performed thousands of surgeries and is rated among one of the highest success rates anywhere, including the U.S. Dr. Aceves has impeccable credentials, including member of the American Society for Bariatric and Metabolic Surgery, member of the International Federation for the Surgery of Obesity, and member of FACS, the American College of Surgeons. If you're overweight and you're contemplating gastric sleeve surgery as a possible solution, either because you're concerned about your job or you just want to feel good about yourself or do things you haven't done in years, then I encourage you to give Dr. Alberto Aceves and his staff a call. They have an extremely knowledgeable, personable, and professional staff and will tell you if you're a candidate for this type of procedure. They'll answer your questions and concerns, and if you're not a candidate, they'll tell you, guiding you in another direction. You can contact them toll-free at 888-344-3916 or at their website, MexicaliBariatricCenter.com.
Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Okay, I got a little feedback. If you're listening from the phone lines and you've got your volume turned up, you could turn that turn that all the way down because we're getting a little feedback from that. Uh, man, you know, I go on vacation for three weeks and I forget how to use the uh, switchboard. But, but, but we're back. The mics are open. Our call-in number, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 347-826-9170. We have 50 phone lines. We only have three open. So I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. Uh, if you'd like to be part of the show, just give us that call. Uh, Eddie, I see you on there. I'm not for sure if you're wanting to uh, talk, but I'll check with you in the chat room. Welcome to everybody in the chat room. Our featured segment, Saving Tony. The Truck Stop Tiger. And like I said, mics are open. And Donna, how about introducing our special guests? Well, we've got uh, Sky Williams, uh, Williamson. She's on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash uh, SW Tigers. And we have Dee DeSantis, uh, who is on uh, to- Free Tony the Tiger. Dee, are you on there? Yes, I am. Tell everybody your website because I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> um, well, Tony has a word uh, a WordPress page. Um, uh huh. It's uh, freetonythetiger.wordpress.com, and he also has a Facebook page, and that's also Free Tony the Tiger. Um, and he's got like almost twenty thousand fans, I believe. Um, I, I think I think we're around twelve thousand right now. Okay, I was on one site. I don't know which one it was on Facebook. It was 19,500 and something, and I was like, wow, he's got more fans than we do. Um, yeah. But that's that's great. <clears throat> um, I know, is Sky there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sky's here. Hey, Sky. I just want to hey. say the first time I ever heard of Tony the Tiger was through Alan. He, he made a blog post and um and i read it and i was like oh my goodness i, I don't believe this so um and then well, shortly after about tony? the what how long has alan known about the truck stop and the tigers and all that oh i've known it for many many years i mean i i i ran otr for 24 24 years i think uh-huh. so yeah i stopped there a lot i mean they had good food but every time i saw right. that animal it just always kind of made me, uh, you know, feel pretty bad about it. What gets me on this thing, Sky and D, you're more than welcome. We're just having a friendly conversation. Everybody just jump in when they want. But what gets me about this is that I guess the question I have, Sky, is what's going on with these people 
in this committee in this parish in Louisiana. I mean, they they say that it's detrimental to the animal, it's public safety risk, and Mm -hmm. tiger's still there. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. So I signed a 1993 ordinance for Iberville Parish that says you cannot own or exhibit animals like this. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're going to get them out. We have the law on our side. We go to council meetings, and they have to do a vote on it, which, you know, I'm not political. So this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. And they decide to vote. Um, hmm, this is kind of the um, mom-and-pop mentality, you know, who you know, town. Always has been, always will be. Everybody's related in one way or the other. Well, they decided to do a vote to amend the ordinance for salmon and for salmon only, which they did. But there was more to it than that. And this was in 08, 09 when this was going on. In 19, I mean, in 2006 and 2007, the state of Louisiana had put their own laws on the book, and it said, um, hold on, I'll read it to you specifically, an individual who legally possesses one or more exotic big cat on August 15, 2006, and who can prove legal ownership is authorized to keep these big cats under the following conditions. The problem is, is because of the 1993 ordinance, nobody owned Tony in 2006. Nobody legally owned Tony until March of 2009. So them grandfathering him in was breaking, they were breaking the law by doing that. Well, they were actually breaking their own law. Yes. Yep. I mean. For their own. That's what they do for their own, though. You you know what I mean? Right. If the law doesn't work, you just make another one. Um, I mean, that's what it appears to be. I know there's a link. I'm I'm reading a link that Dee sent me. And, Dee, if you can get this in the chat. I'm not on the chat room, and I can't see it. You might have it up there already. But it's the link that you say here, if you want to see both ordinances. Ordinances? Yes. And then you go on your WordPress blog, it looks like, and it says forward slash revised ordinance. And this way people can see how in one it was prohibited to have uh, any of these animals, and in the next one the wording was changed uh, yeah. to allow the it. The best part of it is that Shanlin moved to Gross Pet in 88. When and now you have created- to explain, that's the owner, okay? People don't yeah. know who yeah. that is. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Michael Shanlin. Um in 88, they did not do the first ordinance until 1993, okay? Right. Upon my research, I found out that Michael Salmon was the only owner in Iberville Parish of big cats when they did this ordinance. So they just created the ordinance and I guess stuck it in a file, or uh, maybe they thought it would protect them, or I don't know why they never enforced it. But that was my big question is, you have it right here in black and white. This is your ordinance. Let's get him out of here. You know, what, what well, well, let's, complicated. Okay, well, let's let's talk about why why do we want him out of there? I mean, uh, okay. you know, 
Is he happy? Is he, you know, what, what's his environment like? I mean, we recently made a video and put it out. Um, that, that's a good example of what his environment's like, your video. He um, he is the poorest tiger in the world. He is. He doesn't know what enrichment is. He doesn't know what real raw meat is. He doesn't know what compassion is. He doesn't know what swimming is. He doesn't know nothing. His life boils down to nothing. Now, okay, let, he has, let me let me jump in here, real sky, because I want to. I, I don't want it to be uh, opinions. I want the facts. But you have the facts. You say he doesn't know what real meat is. So yes. let's lay out the facts. I mean, how how do we know that? Okay, because when Salem was asked what he said, Tony, originally he said horse and beef. And then we went byproduct, and he's like, yeah, you know, that comes in the tube like um, that the zoo animals get. Well, that's mm-hmm. not really great food that will get them through but especially when you have a tiger like Tony you saw the condition he's in and some people may get angry because I say this you need to be throwing that meat at him he needs real solid meat and does the big cat rescue do that yes they do oh yes they do they get a variety Mm -hmm. okay I would like to read this quote from big cat rescue and big cat rescue is right down here near us in Tampa. Um, They are as the world's largest accredited sanctuary that is devoted entirely to big cats. Uh, And here they say we get a lot of complaints about abuse, but the most common complaint we hear from the public is about the dreadful conditions of Tony the Tiger being kept at the Tiger truck stop in Louisiana. And that is a quote right from Big Cat Rescue here in Tampa. And, and of course, everyone knows they devote their lives. I actually looked at the YouTube video where the gentleman actually got up uh, in front of the committee, you know, pretty much begging them to allow this animal uh, piece. And, I mean, I'm going to give you what, what I saw when we went and Alan took that video. First of all, the the smell was making me sick. Um, The next thing, he was in the little dark den. I just said, uh, Tony, I called him a few times, and he eventually, he came out. He went into that grassy area, and with gusto, like like when you're really hungry, he started pulling the grass right from the roots so that some of the dirt he was actually... And you can see this in the video, okay? Right, Um, Right. It's up on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube forward slash Truth About Trucking and and you can see the video. But um, And then when I saw the bones in his back, I thought, well, I know cats sometimes eat grass if they're sick, but this looks like he was starving. I mean, he was really chomping down on this. And uh, so, I mean, I'm no expert, uh, but, you know, it didn't take too much to figure out, well, with the bones sticking out and him eating like this, he sure does look hungry to me. Plus, when I saw the sign asking for donations to take care of the cat, I thought to myself, well, what happens if nobody donates? Does that mean he doesn't eat? Uh, you know, Can you comment on that real quick before you go any further about the donations? Yes. Because these are all facts. These are none of my opinions. Um, that donation box has been out there for 
many, many years. And through my research, the first thing I did, because I'd never seen anything like this, is I did a lot of research. I had found out that there had been many times that people gave Sandlin a lot of money. And come to find out, none of it went towards any of the Tigers that he had at the time. But he goes on vacations on a regular basis, which I could prove. He has a brand-new truck. Um, He lives a pretty good life as he's riding by Tony's cage with nothing. So, well, I mean, how you know for sure that none of the money went for... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, th- yeah, that ball that's in there, LSU mm-hmm. donated to over 20 years ago, donated. It's a $250 ball. You, you mean to tell me that Sandlin, who owns a truck stop and goes on vacation monthly, cannot afford a $250 ball? or in the grassy area to dig out an area to put concrete in in a filter so that Tony can splash around when it's hot, or there's something else. One of the conditions was that, and Orso kind of backed out of this, the ordinance was, the new ordinance was supposed to say that Tony's to have AC and heat, and it doesn't. It just says heat. Well, somehow the AC still got pushed forward. So June 16th, we have a video out there, and Tony's on top of his den, and he's panting really hard. And he's got his horse thing full of water, supposedly, and we can't figure out why he's not either in the den with the AC or in the water, because he's panting really hard. Well, we later find out that the AC was broke, and I, if I'm not mistaken, it did not get fixed till the end of August, beginning of September. Mm-hmm. So all summer long, he went he, he went without AC. And as far as the water trough thing, um, I don't know how many people know, but big cats, for some reason, they pee and they poo in their water. That's why you have to have a filtering system because they're not going to keep on getting in it. You know, they're, cats are clean animals. So unless it's filtered out, but Shanlin is saying that Tony cannot get in there, that he's never seen Tony in the water. So, okay, well, now when you room. say the water, you had said that there was um there wasn't any kind of pool for him to splash. I sure didn't see one. So what water are you uh referring to? If you're looking directly at the cage on the right-hand side, you'll see a den and you should have right. seen a silver round. What it is is it's a it's like a horse water. You know what I'm talking about? You should have seen a silver round thing on the concrete on the den to the right-hand side. It, okay, it, well, Donna, could not be there, you know, anymore. Well, you know, Donna, it was, you know, there was another section on the right-hand side, but it was a very shadowy, and uh-huh. uh, I, I didn't see anything like that, but I'm not going to say that there wasn't because it was just, it right. was kind of dark in that area. I couldn't see, and I was focusing the camera on Tony. And, you know, I have to say he was definitely skinny. I mean, and I'm no, you know, ex, you know, exotic cat expert, but uh, Dita Santez, you know, one thing, uh, I just look at it this way. I mean, I can understand, uh, you know, Sandlin, I don't know the guy, I never met him, I'm not going to talk about somebody I don't know, but, um, you know, I can I can understand, you know, raising it, you know, considering it a pet, and, you know, supposedly really caring and loving for this animal. But to me, if it was me, if I really, really cared about this animal, 
I would get more satisfaction seeing it released into some sanctuary like uh, Big Cat Rescue. Definitely. Right. Um, I mean, Tony, uh, Big Cat Rescue has offered a home for Tony. That that offer still stands. Um, from personal experience, I, I was down at Big Cat Rescue last year. I spent three days there. And I could tell you what a very well-run, well-maintained facility it is. The staff is totally dedicated to providing the best care possible for these cats in captivity. So if you, if, if Mr. Sandlin truly cared about Tony, release him. Let him spend his final years in a sanctuary where he can have the proper diet and enrichment and habitat and all the things a sanctuary like Big Cat Rescue could provide. Um, like I said, I, I when I was there, that was my constant thought when I visited Big Cat Rescue and when I was looking at all the cats, especially the tigers, because tigers are my absolute love. I kept thinking, this is where Tony should be. He, he should be able to... Oh, I'm sorry, Donna, go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, I saw pictures of the um, tigers actually in pools of water. Did you see that when you oh, were yeah. there? They, they, all, all the tigers, because they love to swim, they love the water, all the tigers have their own pools that are mm-hmm. that are filtered. Um, two tigers, actually, uh, Shere Khan and China Doll, have access to a lake they can swim in. They have well, spacious habitats. They're earth, they're grass, they're trees. Um, there's logs, there's dens for them. Enrichment. You know, I mean, they're provided with enrichment, everything. Right. So, well, right. yeah, and, let, and let, let me just add here, too, that, uh, I mean, it's, it it provides a natural habitat. I mean, yeah. I've learned a lot about tigers. <laughs> I mean, doing a lot of research and reading. And, I mean, in the wild, I've learned that the Bengal tiger will travel, will walk 450 miles a day on the uh-huh. average. And, you okay. know, that's just that's just amazing to me. And let me just say that I've ran across some websites that are trying to uh, – um, discredit Big Cat Rescue, but we're only 80 yeah. miles north yeah. of Tampa, and we hear from people all the time that have nothing but praise about this sanctuary. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's one one in particular which I will gladly mention is um, a group called Rexano, and they are for the human rights, and you can go to their website. Um, they even joined Sandlin during our fight because they feel that an animal is an animal and we are humans and we should be able to have, own, and do what we want. And that's just not the real world. That's just not how how it is. We don't have the right to treat these animals like this. Um, a lot of it has to do with people need feel the need to um, feel dominant over animals. And that is what has happened with Sandlin and his tigers. Without the tiger... His ego is no longer there, it seems like. With the tiger, he feels like he's somebody special. And I have personally talked to Sandlin, so. Well, when I look at this, when I look at this, and 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 I spent, I stopped there many times at this truck stop when I was traveling, and and um, I don't know. I tell you, I when I look at it, and I look at how the parish committee has acted. I mean, I'll just say it. I mean, I think there's just some, you know, money under the table going on here, you know. I mean, oh, I guess I, I guess that's an opinion on my part, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway because their actions just make no sense to me. But let's grab uh, – right. th- this might be Jan McCarter here, area code 918. Uh, go ahead. You're on the, you're on the air. 
Area code 918. All right, I'll try again. I think that's Jan, but but uh, anyway, Sky D, go ahead. That, that's just kind of, my, kind of my opinion because their actions just make absolutely no sense to me. I, I saw that nine-minute commer- that nine-minute YouTube video, and for those listening, there there's a lot of videos that you can watch, but this nine-minute yeah. one just blew me away. And 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 well, one of the the things that on YouTube page. I'm sorry? Tony has his own YouTube page, and we have all the videos listed. I mean, you just wouldn't believe the stuff that we have to prove to people, and yet he's still there. And and this is what what amazed me, and and was the USDA has many, many citations uh, Mm -hmm. against against this facility. Now, this is a federal government... Okay, I mean, this is federal government now we're talking about. And when I even spoke to you and I brought this up, Sky, you said to me you spoke personally on the phone with one of the USDA people, and they said that they uh, were feeding him, what was it, chicken necks? No, he got caught. He got caught. He got caught. Feeding Tony. Oh, my God, it just makes me sick every time I think about it. Feeding Tony a bucket. Now, they didn't freeze his food or nothing. They used to not have a freezer. So they just stick it on a bucket and stick it in that back little metal room. Well, they got caught feeding Tony um, chicken necks with maggots all over it. Okay. And that was supposed to be nutritional, I love my family food. Okay. Well, that brings up... Uh, that brings up a good question. One of our uh, uh, one of our uh, listeners in the chat room has a really good question, and I've never personally even thought about it. But his question, Richard Wilson in our chat room, who does who who does a truck stop owner use for medical treatment? And is Tony given okay. regular checkups? And is there someone in the area accredited to take care of big cats? And if not, why can't that be used to confiscate them? We were talking about this okay. guy. Go yes. ahead about the veterinarian. That we, okay. Yes. Okay. This is this is the deal right here. For many many years. Okay. He got to Louisiana in '88. He did not get any kind of insurance for these cats until '07. The vet that he's using, and he's been round and round. First, he was using saying that he was using the LSU vet. I checked. No. Anyway, we ended up finding out the vet he's using is in in New Iberia, an hour away. That's his regular vet. He's not um, getting regular checkups. He's not getting regular blood work. He is calling her out there. She's standing outside the cage saying, Tony looks okay. Goodbye. Thank you. Here's your paper. Now, on the flip side, there is an hour in a different direction. Dr. Perry, who is Tony's emergency vet, but he's only Tony's emergency escape vet, meaning if Tony's sick, he's not coming out because he's not condoning what Sandlin's doing. But he's so scared that Tony's going to get shot if he gets out that he went in writing and said, you call me. Even though I'm an hour away, I will race down there and at least give me the chance to dart him and put him back in his cage. But Maria Davidson has already said, and I quote, I am going to tell the sheriff's department to shoot Tony. So you can't win no matter what. Well, if that tiger ever got out, it's going to be so hungry, I think, from what I saw. Everybody around him is going to look like one big steak. 
Yep. Yep. And well, that, that is that. one thing I tried to bring up in council is what if that is your mom there pumping gas? What if that's your daughter that just learned how to drive? You know, and some moron wants to have a tiger at a truck stop. Is that $100,000 policy going to give her back? You know, is it going to give her face back? Is it going to give her life back? You know, come on. Use your common sense. Well, he does. I mean, Sandlin does keep him in the cage. I mean, but, but it's the uh, it's the condition that I saw him in. That, I, quite frankly, I was I, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting to see him in the condition I, he was in. And I, I'm no animal expert, but uh, right, he he was just he he just didn't look good to me. But uh, got a caller from uh, area code five zero eight, uh, state of Massachusetts. Uh, go ahead, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Cheryl, and I'm calling you from Todd. It's Rodney of Austin, Mass. Okay. Hey, Cheryl? You ha- if you have uh, if you have your volume on from where you're listening, could you turn it down because we're getting a feedback? Yeah, my volume's down. Okay, but anyway, what was your name and and say it again? I didn't hear you. It's Cheryl, and I'm calling from Cape Cod, Mass. Cape Cod, Mass. Well, have you been following this Tony the Tiger? I assume you have. I've been active on this case since about June, and I've sent so many letters to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. And I've investigated the legal end of the tiger situation, and I've found some serious discrepancies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, serious discrepancies with um, what they're allowing. And there's so many violations, and no one's taking Tony. Right now, well, that, I found out. I found out that, um, according, I got Freedom of Information. I obtained records through the Animal Control Department in Iberville Parish, and I found out that he's supposed to have five hundred thousand dollars of insurance to keep that tiger. And according to their ordinance, if he doesn't have that insurance, he's to be confiscated immediately. I sent this information to them on October sixth. They never replied to my letter. And that tiger is still in that cage. Yep. He should be at yep. a sanctuary. And I'm fed up with the shady going on behind the scenes in Louisiana. Yep. Well, that's 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 my whole point. I don't understand. And caller from uh, uh, area code seven zero six will get to you here in just a second. But this is what's so confusing to me, Donna, and everybody. It's, I mean, he. Apparently, he keeps getting fines from the USDA uh-huh. and everywhere else. He pays uh-huh. the fines, but not, yep. but Tony's still there. I mean, I, what, yeah. what, what's going on with this parish in Louisiana? Well, well Sky, okay. let me just say, when I talked to you before, you said you notified the USDA, who, who lives an hour and a half away, and told him about the video, and the replies just floored me when yeah. he said, well, I can I, get there in January. Yeah, when I saw y'all, you guys had posted a video, the first clip I saw was that god-awful picture, and it took me to the next day before I could watch it, and I said, Sky, you have to watch it. So I started the video, and I just knew it was not going to be good. So we contacted Lynn, which is the regular inspector, and he's also DBM. He's supposed to be a vet, okay? Um, and he said, well, I'll be out there in January. And I said, no, you need to see this video. I'll be out there in January. And I just wanted to go. No, 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 no. They just don't care. 
They just don't care, just like Iberville Parish doesn't care, just like, you know, Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries. They don't care. It's flat Only out. that one look, guy look. on that committee spoke up, and I was so proud Reed. of him. Reeves. Reeves. Yes. It's a really sweet guy because, it, you know, for him to do that and, and be the only one, considering the area he's in, that took a lot of strength. But I wanted to bring to y'all's attention that I did an open letter to Mr. Orso on April 21st, 2010. And I did a open letter because Orso had decided to stop responding to my letters about Tony losing weight. I noticed it back then. It was little by little by little by little. And I said, oh, this is going to go too far. And nobody listens. Well, Orso's response was, she's not a resident, so it really doesn't matter what she says. And he was just really nasty about it. And then all of a sudden, um, being told that when my uh, my supporters for Tony are calling Maria Davidson, that she's saying that I need to watch out because they're going to charge me and the state's going to charge me for this harassment. And I'm like, no, you do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. I have it all in black and white in front of me. You know, I'm tired of the law, the, the law not being followed and this tiger suffering because you think you can do this. Somehow, some way. He will get out of there. And by the way he looks, it may not be the way we want. Well, I'll tell you what. If they want residents in Louisiana, um, I, I, my my son and his wife are there, and and, and his in-laws who have been in uh, Baton Rouge for years and years and years, and uh, they're both very, they're all very avid hunters and fishers, fishermen and. Right. And uh, I, I will get them involved and get his parishioners involved and uh, get as many people as we need involved if, if they need residents of the state of Louisiana. That is what we need. That's what we've always needed. They don't want to hear from us. They want to hear from their, what they consider their own people. And, see, this is the thing with that, and I'm going to say it right on the radio because it was said to me so many times. I did not understand where these people were. And then I would be told, Sky, you don't understand how it is here. And I'm like, then explain it to me because I don't understand. You know, it puts our life in danger. It puts our children in danger, our job. And I'm like, what? So you can't speak up and you can't have a voice without worrying about all that? And they're like, this is Louisiana. This is how it's done. Which leads to what I was telling you earlier, Donna. You know, I went to four council meetings by myself. By myself. I wanted to handle this by myself. I wanted to show them that they did not intimidate me. So the first one went, okay. The second one, they surrounded my car. I had to go get a cop, get him off my car. The third one went, uh. The fourth one, Michael Sandlin and his buddies decided to get up on the interstate with me and block me in and try to run me off the road. Okay, and the cops didn't do anything, right? No. I called, and he said, well, just keep on driving forward. And he, was, he said the exit number where he was, which was quite a way down the road. He said, I'll be waiting there for you. I'm like, no, thank you. I got it. And, and you know, at that moment, I figured, you know what, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and I gasped it. Like, right. Wow. I just couldn't believe it. And I knew I it was like Michael because of the back TV of his show. truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I knew it yeah. was Michael in front of me because in the back of his truck, he has the white outline of the tiger. Wow. That's just that's just unbelievable. Um, oh, I th- uh, 
thanks for your call, uh, Cheryl, I believe it was. Uh, how about area code 706, state of Georgia? Uh, go ahead, you're on the air. Is that me? Uh, that's you. All right. Hey, Alan, this is David Ayers. How you doing? Hey, David. Hey, David, what's going on? Uh, I just appreciate what y'all do, uh, putting this out there about that poor tiger. Um, you know, I, I don't understand. Sues have regulations of how they have to handle their animals. How can an individual anywhere have a dangerous animal and put it in a small cage? I mean, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yep. And Sarah, well, that's a good point. It's like someone in the... It's like, it's like in our chat room, uh, Richard pointed out, if you treated a dog like this, uh, you'd be going to jail. And here we're talking about a Bengal tiger. Yep. That's right. Well, you know, a lot of states, you, you, you can't even have a deer. You find a baby deer out that is mother's right. You can't keep that baby deer. You have to turn that thing That's over right. to wildlife resources. That's right. So, you know, yeah, well, that just doesn't make sense to me. Well, D, D, D let me ask you. A whole lot. Yeah, D, let me ask you, bring you in here. Um, Talking about this, talking about owning an exotic animal like this, I mean, you have to have you would have to have a license. I'm sure he has a license. I mean, is that how he's getting away from? Uh, is that how he's getting by by keeping this animal? Well, one thing I want to bring up: Pony is one of thousands of privately owned tigers in the United States. One of thousands. The uh, World Wildlife Fund just did a report about a week or two ago and estimated there's over 5,000 privately owned tigers in the United States. That's more tigers than there are left in the wild that we have here privately owned in the United States. Only 28 states have a ban on private ownership of big cats. So this is a huge problem. It's a big problem. I mean, tigers are used like Tony and roadside attractions. Uh, they use uh, uh, like sanctuaries that say they're sanctuaries, but will breed these animals for photo ops or, or exhibitions, entertainment shows, whatever. I mean, some end up in worse situations like canned hunts or on the black market. So it's a huge, huge problem. It's a huge problem. And and I think by, by you know, bringing it more out in the open and exposing it and let people, you know, making more people know about it, you know, I mean, it, it's just like I said, um, I, I never had any idea about this at all. I, I found out about Tony about two years ago when I was on Big Cat Rescue's website. And when I first read about a tiger at a truck stop, I'm like, no, that can't be. How can that be legal? But in some states, it's allowed. So, it's like I said, it's a big problem that, that has to be exposed, but also one that, you know, there has to be some some better laws enacted. And, I mean, private ownership of a, of a, of a tiger, I mean, it's ridiculous. There's no reason well, well, to have a tiger. Well, what's really, what's really odd about this, and we're, we're running out of time here, but, um, I mean, he, I mean they, took away, they took away, like, the other two tigers, if my memory serves me three. right. But, three. but why did three? So why, mm-hmm. why were those three taken away, but Tony left? That was a family threatened to sue the USDA, and they didn't want to deal with it. So he the got USDA, the, the the people, the USDA, the people that won't come out and uh-huh. uh, watch them uh-huh. eating yeah. uh, maggots. They're understaffed, and they're under this, and they're under that. Well, then give the responsibility that you have taken on to the state. 
give it to different organizations because you're not doing your job. Okay, so that's how it's gone over to the committee, yep. and I I still yep. say the. the uh, I still say there's uh, money going under the table. I'll just shoot that out there. I mean, that's just I mean, that's a it's good pretty idea. obvious. You know, I want to say one last thing. The last council meeting we had, um, somebody, Louisiana residents went with me, and I guess the look on my face was just like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. And they all dragged me over to the side, and they said, Sky, you know what happened. And I'm like, no, what happened? And he's like, they, they were all paid off. And I looked at him like, you have got to be kidding me. You have really got to be kidding me. Because I've never even heard of anything like that before. You know? I just, well, well, I just couldn't believe I mean, it's just obvious. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. we know how we know how government and politics works. I mean, I mean, for him, for to get away with everything that he's that's getting away yeah. with, it's the only thing yep. that can be. Yep. So okay, and well, that's the thing is, the parish president said to me, "I guarantee you, everything that I put on this new ordinance, I will make sure he abides by." He has yet to do that. And what's the name of the parish president? Mr. Orso, Mitchell Orso. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to be watching it and following it, and uh, uh, about out of time here. But listen, thanks for um, thanks for coming on the show, Sky and D, and uh, well, g- give, a, g- give out the websites again that uh, people can learn more about uh, how to join in and uh, saving Tony the Tiger. Uh, definitely. Um, go ahead, Sky. <laughs> If you go to Facebook, this is the easiest way. You go to Facebook, type in Free Tony the Tiger. That'll set you on his page. And then if you go to the info on that page, it has all his websites listed. And, and also, it's, it's a lot of good information. It's it's all really good information. But for and those who aren't on, on Facebook, how can okay. we get? Um, yep. Tony has a Tony has a WordPress page. Um, yes. It's uh, freetonythetiger.wordpress.com. Um, there's all information, there's videos, there's contacts, yep. people you can write to to voice your opinions and your concerns for Tony and everything. And all the links are also on there. There's a, link, a page of links for Tony that will take you to all these other pages. His YouTube, his Facebook, yep. his Twitter, everything. He's got a Twitter, yep. um, Big Cat Rescues Free Tony page. So there's a lot of information out there. And, uh, yep. It, well, what, what could people be doing now? Um, you know, they, they're, okay, say they're listening, they're upset. Um, do these letters and emails and petitions, I mean, Make are they difference. effective? Yes. I, I will tell you the next time we do this show how I know that. And I, I'm, I'm shocked at some of the things we thought we weren't getting anywhere with, we were really getting really far with. Um you have to get a group of people that are willing to give that time and persistence in doing it. And if you don't have that, then you're never going to get anywhere because you have to get to the point where they don't want to hear from you anymore. They don't want to hear about Tony. They don't want to hear about Sandlin. They want the problem gone. So that's why I kept on getting the media involved and, you know, because they, they hated it. They hated it. I, to them, I exposed them. Instead of saying, uh, you know, we've made a mistake and we, we, you know, we're going to correct it. It's that Sky Williamson from Florida. Look what she's done. So. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll we'll keep following it. Uh, we're running out of time, but I do want to get one more caller on here. 
from uh, New York State, area code 646. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I didn't even know I was going to get through. <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on? What do you think about all this? So, um, I'm an animal lover. Um, I just wanted to get that website again so I could um, do what I can do. Okay, D, what's that website again? Um, well, like I said, he's on he's on Facebook. If you do a search, just put in "Free Tony the Tiger" and and you'll get to his uh, his Facebook page. But also his WordPress page. It's freetonythetiger.wordpress.com, and that has a lot of information on there and all the other links that'll take you to all the other pages for him too. Yeah. All right, thank you. You're okay. welcome. All right, Alan, thanks for the call, Alan. I can ask you a question. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, hold on. Mm, uh, hold on. Now, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking about getting in the trucking, and um, I just wanted to know, like, what's your opinion on um, Roadmaster School in Orlando? Okay, I tell you what. Shoot me shoot me an email, because I'm running out of time here, but shoot shoot me an email at alan at truthabouttrucking.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll uh, I'll be on there a little bit later and and uh, I'll uh, I'll shoot you back uh, my thoughts and opinions on it. How about that? All right, thanks. Okay, appreciate you calling from the uh, state of New York. So, okay, wrapping it up here with Sky D. Thanks for being here, and we'll uh, we'll keep following you and stay in touch, and we'll have you back on here and see how everything's progressing for Tony. Thanks, Donovan and Alan. We appreciate everything. All right. Thanks again, and um, we. Uh, I like to uh, thank our special guests. You know, Hope Rivenberg, Sky Williamson, and Dee DeSantis for being on our program. And uh, uh, Donna got a just got a few more minutes. Did you have any announcements you wanted to make? Well, I just want to keep reminding people um, that they can have the uh, the Trucker app on their iPhone. Just download it right from right from your iPhone from your iPhone application icon. Um, we've been getting more and more uh, uh, emails about how much people are enjoying this app. We thank you very much for the feedback. Um, also, on the Truth About Trucking site, uh, people are looking for audios. Uh, instead of reading uh, your books, Alan, they want the audios. Well, the Truth About Trucking and the bonuses are on audio. You can um, you can order that there. That's truthabouttrucking.com. So I just wanted to mention those two things. I, I do want to say um, that we had a wonderful time at the Memphis Expo, and we got to meet so many people, in, including the human trafficking, uh, Truckers Against Human Trafficking, Jim and Jan McCarter, Tim and Terry Brady, uh, Eddie Gahucci, and uh, I'm probably forgetting so many more, and I can't think right now. But um, hi to everybody if you're listening, and it's good to be it's good to be back though because we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, of course I don't know if you mentioned Tim Brady. Got to meet him. Yep, and, and his uh, wife Terry, who's oh yeah, fantastic. Oh, she was great. Everybody was great. It was just a good time. So uh, again, special thanks to all our guests. Um, we have 50 phone lines, and we had 48 of them full. So I appreciate all the listeners and those of you in the in the uh, Switch in the uh, calling the switchboard in the chat room and Eddie, thanks for your help and everyone else. You know I'm probably forgetting something, but uh, we appreciate it. Special thanks to our sponsors for the show for sponsoring our uh, Truth About Trucking live show. Um, Hope Rivenberg for Jason's Law, 
website, rhlrivenberg.com. And probably, I think, probably one of the best um, uh, best websites for Tony the Tiger is uh, freetonythetiger.wordpress.com. And, of course, you can just Google Tony the Truck Stop Tiger, and it's going to be all over the place. It's like Donna said, she was on one site for Tony who had 19,000 followers. And here's here's a message to all of you. I know you do a lot. I know you uh, blog and you write about it. Um, but... One site with 19,000 people, that's just thats just one site. I mean, there's power in numbers. If we can all work together and uh, you feel that Tony needs to be relocated to, like, Big Cat Trucker or Big Cat Trucker, uh, Big Cat uh, Rescue or one of the other sanctuaries, um, that's a lot of numbers, a lot of people. So come together, do what you can, and we'll keep fighting for Tony the Tiger. What we saw up there in Oct- on Oct- uh, October 5th, 15th, I believe it was, uh, was really pretty much of a shock. I wasn't expecting to see Tony in that condition. So freetonythetiger.wordpress.com is the website you can go to and learn more about it. So uh, thanks again to everybody. Donna, thanks for all your help. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I love You know, I do love it. <laughs> and, uh, again, special thanks and appreciation for our sponsors of the show. So That'll do it for this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in to our show. And come on over and join us at our blog at askthetrucker.com. So from the newest Jan McCarter release from the Trucker's Tracks, we're going to leave you with Jan McCarter performing with Johnny Neal, formerly of the Allman Brothers Band, Eastbound and Down. And you can download this song from Jan McCarter at their website, thekeystruckers.com. So, again, thanks, everybody. Really enjoyed it. Glad to be back. We'll see you next time. So until then, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening.
Okay, Jan McCarter of the KeysTruckers.com from her CD with Truckers Tracks, performing with Johnny Neal, formerly of the Allman Brothers Band, Eastbound and Down. You can download it at thekeystruckers.com. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have a great evening. <laughs>